What is good? What is good, my people? This is the Outcast, the Ottawa Valley's number one football and fighting podcast. As always, I'm your host, Al Adams, here to bring you all the latest, greatest, most up-to-date mixed martial arts, boxing, NFL, and miscellaneous news as we're in the off-season for football. So we got to touch on some other subjects every now and then because, uh... Yeah, there's just not much going on in ball, but in the worlds of fighting, there always is better UFC card every weekend nowadays, as well as uh, you can always find a couple interesting boxing events going on. So, without further ado, let's talk about this past weekend's UFC, starting with the world of MMA. We saw Islam Makachev get the fourth round submission over Tiago Moises, improving to 20-1. and uh, calling out pretty much anyone in the UFC, lightweight, top 5, top 10. Uh, guys like Dan Hooker might be an interesting fight. Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, some I mentioned Tony Ferguson. Uh, he's on a three-fight losing skid, so I don't know about that. But um, Islam Makachev looking like Habib 2.0 out there. And he's got a lot of hype behind him now. Apparently, a lot of people not wanting to sign on the dotted line to face him, seeing that uh, ground pressure he puts on guys. Um, yeah, I could kind of see why. In the co-main event, we saw Misha Tate make her triumphant comeback as she improved to 19-7 and over Marion Renu, getting a third-round stoppage over her. Excited to see Misha Tate back in the division. Always good to see some fresh blood in the uh, the women's weight classes because they seem to be dominated by um, Valentina Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes and the, the heavier ones and the, the lighter one. You know, Rose just got the belt back from Weili Zhang. That one's kind of been more back and forth lately. But, um, yeah, it's just good to see Misha Cupcake Tate make her comeback here. I remember her and Ronda having those couple fights back in the day, getting her arm ripped off a couple times. But who knows? She could uh, she could make a run here. I mean, Amanda Nunes and Shevchenko are some bad bitches, but you never know. That's the thing with fighting. You never know. Oh, I always tell people that if you see an Amanda Nunes fight, it's like the safest thing to bet on her winning is almost guaranteed money right now because. She's just a beast, man. I'm scared of that broad. Like, <laughs> respectfully, I don't know if I'd fight her. Like, I'm 200 pounds. I'm a guy. But there's some part of me that thinks she'd probably kick my ass, you know? If I'm being honest. I think Amanda Nunes might kick my ass. <laughs> um, Mateus Gamrot beat Jeremy Stevens. First round submission getting his revenge over getting pushed at the weigh-ins in their first uh, fight getting called off. Uh, Jeremy Stevens going on a bit of a, a losing streak lately. His record's looking kind of janky, 28-19. and 19. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Lil Heathen gets his walking papers here in a little bit, but 
Good for Mateus Gamrot to improve to 19-1 and one there. Rodolfo Vieira picked up a third-round submission over Dustin Stoltzfus. I'm probably janking that name right up, but nonetheless, third-round submission. And in a featherweight contest, Billy Quarantillo, Billy Q, got a third-round uh, stoppage over Gabriel Benitez. It's probably my favorite fight on that card. I'm a big fan of that Billy Q. He's got a lot of dog in him. I, I got some money off him. Well... Um, I could get some money off him. I got a big parlay going over the next couple weeks in boxing and MMA. I've been thinking about cashing it out right now to get the 75 bucks that it's worth. But if I just hold out and I get some other picks, right, it could be worth 650 in a couple days. But I don't know. It might be nice just to take that money and run because then I could have, like at least three weeks of money at the start of football season, just put $20 a week, $20 a week, $20 a week on some football parlays, and I might be able to flip that and turn it around pretty quick. So try not to be too greedy, especially I got Corey Sandhagen next week over TJ Dillashaw, which I'm kind of unsure about, but because we haven't seen uh, Dillashaw in such a long time, we don't know what he looks like anymore really especially off the EPO and all the other, whatever else he was taking. And Corey Sanhagen's looked real good since his defeat to Aljamain Sterling. It seemed like he turned over a new leaf after that fight. But TJ Dillashaw is a tough ask for anybody. Like, hearing all those old training stories about him at Team Alpha Male, he was, like, one of the biggest killers in the room. And, uh, yeah, his skill set is just no joke. I was a... I was a fan of the old the snake before, you know, he was a big cheat basically, but whatever. Second chances are good, so I'll keep an open mind to him coming back. Um, so yeah, mentioning that Corey Sanhagen-Dillashaw uh, matchup, which will be this coming weekend, I guess, July 24th. I won't be around to watch it because going up to Thunder Bay on Friday going away to camp so there's no electricity or nothing I might be able to follow it on my phone if I can get a decent connection up there but we'll see and so I'm dropping the episode early now because I'll probably be away for the next 10 days so you won't get another episode at least until so I leave on Friday Saturday Sunday and all week and then another Saturday Sunday essentially Maybe early August sometime. Anyways, other fights on this card coming up next week. We see Aston Ladd going against Macy Chiasson, Kyler Phillips, Rolian Paiva, Darren Elkins versus Derek Minner, Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber, and Mickey Gall versus Jordan Williams on the main card. Um, Not really that great of a card. I don't know. There's a lot of names I don't recognize, to be honest. That's probably why the only one I put any action on for that card was the main event. But we'll see. What's the one after that? We're looking pretty far ahead here. But, okay, there's another UFC fight night on July 31st. I'll probably miss this one as well. I'll be away. Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. South Korean names are hard, man. Choi Do Ho 
versus Danny Chavez and Nico Montano versus Yannin Wu. Uh, not a lot of fights announced for that card yet, which is weird because it's not that far away. But um, yeah, good stuff. Other MMA news, um, Dana White has come out and said Conor McGregor has chronic arthritis in his ankles. So yeah, make some more excuses for your boy there, Dana. I'm sure you're going to be giving him a title shot in the next little while as soon as Poirier comes up. And if he beats uh, buddy there, Charles Oliveira, for the lightweight strap, I guarantee you Dana makes Conor Dustin four. And the guy does not deserve a fucking title shot. Go back to being an Instagram model. Like, go back to the end of the food trough, man. Go back to the end of the line. It's what you deserve. It's what you deserve, Connor. Stop it. Um. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Get fired up, because... I feel like Connor gets way too many chances, man. He sells pay-per-views or whatever, but I guess it is a business at the end of the day. <laughs> Sticking with some MMA storylines, we've seen... Um, bum, bum, bum. Just looking through here. Paul Acosta pushing for a Marvin Vittori fight, says his manager. Mm, sure, both coming off L's to Israel, I guess. Seems like it makes sense. I wouldn't give the winner of it an immediate title shot, but hell, why not? Be an interesting middleweight matchup. Mm. Sean O'Malley got six nine tattooed on him for hanging out with rapper six nine. That's uh, classic O'Malley. <laughs> Wonder who's he got next at bantamweight after beating up that late replacement. Pretty good. Calling out guys like Rob Font and Cody Garbrandt. Um, a lot of people think he's the next big thing at 135, but I got to see him beat someone in the top 15 before I, I co-sign that. Um, Israel Adesanya's come out and said he can't handle the moment about future opponent Robert Whitaker. Uh, I think people have talked about them fighting in September, maybe. It'd be interesting to see where that happens and how it goes down. The rematch, Robert Whitaker, the obvious number one contender for his old belt. Interesting to see how he comes back. Seems like he's kind of refocused himself and gone back to a lot of his old tools and improved on them since his loss to Izzy. But he does seem like a guy who doesn't particularly like the spotlight or... um. I don't know. It's, I just have a hard time seeing anybody beating Izzy right now at 185, but I'm probably a little biased there. He's my favorite fighter on the roster at the moment, for sure. All right, that's about. We'll wrap up the MMA news. Talk a little boxing. Um, the Tokyo Olympics will be having their boxing events coming up starting on. July 23rd, oh man, I'm going to miss a lot of the boxing then, I'm probably going to miss all the Olympic boxing, and well, there's not a lot of good uh, Canadian boxers in it, we're sending one 22-year-old man, or man to the Olympics, so then I think like four women or something, but they haven't been in the ring, most of them, for almost two years now, so 
we haven't been doing as good a job as other countries in keeping our fighters active and helping them achieve Olympic quality results. So I'm kind of giving skeptical hippo, hippo eyes to our chances here at these Olympics, but I'm hoping for the best. But honestly, how we support our combat sports athlete in this country is an embarrassment. So, um, yeah, Ontario boxing and Canada boxing has to do better, man. Do better. I've seen a few events go down. Uh, there's a controversial split draw between... Jermel Charlo and Castano. Lots of people think that Castano won that fight with his inside boxing work, exposing Charlo's uh, that weakness in his game on the inside. Manny Pacquiao, Errol Spence, obviously still just around the corner. Starting to see some of the all-accesses and training camp footage from that. Um, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder 3 is being delayed until October. As Tyson Fury and most of his camp tested positive for COVID. And, um, yeah, just little bits and pieces here and there, eh? Not too, too much going on in the world of boxing. Joe Joyce, Carlos Tackham is coming up as well. And uh, that'll be a good heavyweight matchup. Uh, peep here, look at my betting website, it's good to find what boxing events are around the corner, <clears throat> I use Bet365, it's a bit of a free plug, but it makes sense to me, the site has a good layout, they give me like free bet credits for stuff, I just put on $20 on a basketball game for tonight that they gave me free, so why not give them a free plug, they're giving me some money, even though I haven't really been making a lot of bets as of late. They're probably encouraging me, me trying to get me back in there. Because I did put quite a bit of money over it over uh, last fall. Um, yeah, to say the least, when I was putting money on football all the time. But that's a story for another day, boys. Yeah, like I said, this weekend, Joe Joyce, Carlos Tackham. Joe Joyce is a minus 1,200 favorite there. And the 31st has a good uh, matchroom boxing card. We see Anthony Fowler going against Robert Garcia. I like Fowler on that one. Anth uh, Chris Billum-Smith going against Tommy McCarthy. Connor Ben, Adrian Granados. I like Connor Ben there. And Jack Cullen versus Envy Yildrim. Some good little boxing coming up, boys. And a couple picks for y'all as well there. Uh, they're heavy favorites, the guys I said, pretty much. So you're not going to make a lot of money unless you parlay it with some other fights and MMA fights. But why not take a look at it, boys? Why not? I'll tell you, the, the one I got going on right now is uh, I had Jermel Charlo to win that fight, which I was lucky it, it went to a draw, so I didn't lose the money. Um, Joe Joyce had Adam Kawanaki, but that fight fell through, I guess. I'm not sure what happened there. He was supposed to fight Robert Hellenius. Like I said, I got Anthony Fowler, Connor Ben, um, Alan Babbage to win against Mark Bennett on August 7th, Ebony Bridges to win against Beck Connolly August 7th, Florian Marku to beat Maxim Prodan August 7th, Johnny Fisher um, to beat Josh Sandland August 7th, which I don't know about that one. I don't know those guys really, but 
Johnny Fisher's a heavy favorite anyways. Anyways, I, I usually don't take fighters I don't know anything about, but he's minus 2,500, so hopefully I don't get janked. Um, Billy Quarantillo, who already came through for me. Islam Makachev, who came through for me. Misha Tate, who came through for me. And um, Corey Sandhagen to beat Dillashaw this weekend. And Amanda Nunes to beat Julian Pena August 7th. Um, yeah. I could cash it out for 76 bucks right now, but it could also net me over 300 maybe more, depending on if there's no more weird draws or anything like that. <sighs> I already won on an underdog and a close one, so I don't know, boys. I want to be greedy, especially because the money I put on that was just free money. I won from another basketball game. It would really make sense for me to cash it out right now. It would really make sense. <sighs> so tempting, but I think I'm going to let it roll for this weekend anyways. God damn, I hope you come through for me, Corey Sandhagen. Please, please come through for your boy. Oh, NFL. Um, I don't imagine there's too much going on here, but we'll take a look at some of the NFL headlines. To round out the end of the show, as always, got to talk about my Baltimore Ravens. We're still in contract negotiations with Lamar, which is kind of making me nervous a bit because I was hoping they'd have figured that out and just put him on a max contract by now. It kind of makes me think he might be seeing how this season goes in Baltimore. Then maybe if it doesn't work out, he might take a look at another team. I know he's a Florida boy, so... He might want to go play a little closer to home in some nicer weather, but god damn, I hope we keep Lamar, bro. I would be upset if we let him go, man. Um, NFL headlines. Falcons kicker Young Hoku asked for cleats to be returned from stolen Jeep. Oh, he stole my boy Koo's cleats from his Jeep. What the hell's wrong with y'all? People will steal anything that's not locked down man let that be a lesson to y'all if you have anything you care about keep it fucking within arm's distance or chained down to the ground because we got kleptomaniacs out here bro we got people that don't give a fuck about other people's shit take it from someone who's had all kinds of stuff stolen from him if anything you care about don't be bringing it around weird places shady people or leaving it in places where someone can just smash a window or wait for you to have your back turned to come in and take it. Because they'll take it right from you, buddy. They'll take it right from you. And there's really not a lot of football news I'm seeing here. To be honest, obviously, one of the big NFL headlines is a kicker's cleats getting stolen. We're still deep in the off season, really, like training camps, OTAs going on on all the teams. Uh, I should take a look at just like how all the teams are and give like my season predictions at some point. But um, but um, Chuck, I don't really follow too many of the other teams' off season news besides the Ravens. 
if I have any predictions to give, it's mostly like the Bucks are going to do good again. The Chiefs are going to do good again. It's all the teams that I think did pretty good last season that I think will still come back and probably get to the playoffs again. I could do that, man. I could tell you all the playoff teams for next season, and you could bet on it, man. I honestly bet I'd get at least 80% of them right. Um... Let's see what the Pat McAfee show is talking about on football. I like stealing his topics. He's probably got the best football podcast, in my opinion. But not in the Ottawa Valley. That's me, football and fighting. The Outcast. Follow me on Instagram, at Alex Adams. Alex, spelt with a 3 instead of an E, and a 5 instead of an S at the end, right? And the Outcast on YouTube, as always. I've been posting lots of great content over there. Uh, Training for a half marathon coming up in September. Uh, Fitness stuff, funny stuff, and reduced versions of the podcast, which I condensed to five minutes or less, and get some edits in there as well to spice things up a little bit. Hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, man, not too much going on. Like, he's not even talking about football that much. Just more weird off-season stuff, you know? Saying Deshaun Watson could potentially still play this coming season despite his off-the-field discretions, whatever you want to call it. Dak Prescott is a plus-1,500 underdog for NFL MVP, which I guess makes sense. I mean, he got fucked up last season pretty good, so you know when that happens to a quarterback, those guys are always under fire, so it could definitely happen again. Especially the Cowboys receivers and offense wasn't giving them a lot of help, as I remember last year, so People got to get open for your boy. Same thing was happening to Lamar. He was under a lot of pressure last season because our receivers really weren't doing much. Good thing our run game is top three. Um, buh, 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 buh. Talking about Cam Bark or Saquon Barkley's legs. Peyton and Eli Manning are going to be hosting Monday Night Football on some mega cast this year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' house is getting a deep cleaning in Green Bay, so some people are suspecting that he is going to be coming back this season if he's getting his house ready to live in. But he also might be selling his house, so you never know. But I imagine he'll be coming back to Green Bay if he's not on a new team right now. Like, it's too close to the season starting, so I imagine he'll be back. Unless some team makes some crazy offer and gets him out of there. But I don't know, man. I don't know. That's about it for football news, though. As always, wrap up the show. Say, uh, you know, I'm sore from the gym yesterday, boys. I'm sore. I biked 30K. Literally. That's not an exaggeration. I biked 30K yesterday. I got to the gym. Did deadlift, squat, bench, a bunch of machine shit. 
I'm sore, boys. I was debating whether or not to run or get a workout in today, but I'm literally, like, I don't know. Everything hurts. Like, everything. I could go for, like, a walk or, like, a, a weighted hike, maybe, like, throw on the weighted vest and go for a hike. Maybe no, I don't even want to hit the bag for a couple of rounds because my knuckles are all dinged up. But, anyways... Like I mentioned, I'm going up to Thunder Bay off the grid for 10 days. So I'll see y'all early August. Appreciate y'all for listening. Sorry for ending the show on some low energy yawning and shit. But I already gave all the plugs for all my other stuff. So peace out, guys. Hope y'all are having a good summer. Appreciate y'all. Peace.